Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, now we're here with a Newcastle season review, of course, speaking with Jake Jackman. You can find him on Twitter at Jake Jackman. Uh, you can also find his writings over at The Boot Room and EPL Index. Uh, Jake, great having you on. We'll start with the Chelsea win there in the final uh, match of the season. A 3-0 effort kind of secured your place there in the top 10. Uh, what did you make of that match and how significant is it for you that you managed to stay in that top 10? Yeah, it was a really good, really good performance. Actually, I think we played Chelsea off the park from start to finish. The possession stats were quite, uh, quite interesting, considering that we've not really had much of the ball in a lot of our wins this season. I thought that Chelsea would come and, you know, they they still had something to play for, even if it was unlikely. Um, and we didn't have much to. I know there's top ten things thrown about, but I don't think anyone was. It's not that big of a motivator on the last day. I don't think, or at least it wasn't for me. But yeah, we had 16 shots to Chelsea six. You know, we 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 completely uh, dominated them and could could have scored more. Actually, uh, we had a, we had a few more chances that that could have went in. It was a really pleasing performance, and some would say maybe our best performance of the season. And the fact it came late is a little bit a little bit disappointing. But you know, it took us into the top ten and only only ten points off a European spot, which is which is quite amazing considering the run we had around November. Uh, and as a promoted team as well, I think we've had a really, really good season. And uh, yesterday was just sort of like the cherry on top. It's sort of similar to the um, the Spurs game a couple of years ago, although this time it actually was a, was a happier note to end on rather than, you know, doing it after getting relegated and sort of the frustration that caused. It was, it was similar to that. And um, means that we finish the season now with, with three wins against top six teams at home and, and add that to the draw against Liverpool. It's a really good record and shows that the worth of Benitez in those big games and, and, really just shows the importance of keeping him now that's that's going to be the next hmm. task whether whether we do or not I'm sure we'll come on to that a little bit later but it's he's done incredibly well with with the squad he's got I don't I don't completely buy into the championship squad uh line now I think they've proven themselves that they are actually quite good at this level especially uh, and you see the development of a lot of the players Paul Dummer to come on a lot Perez especially in the, the, the latter end of the season has done has done very very well and it's sort of becoming the player but he thought he, he could be so he just he's improved the players we've got available. Shelby as well. Let's talk about an England World Cup squad uh, call up. So he he's done and it's be it's a worthy shout this time. Whereas before it's just been talked about because you know he has a few good games now. He's shown consistently he was probably the best player on the pitch yesterday. So if we can if he can keep this squad together and he's given some money, I don't think he wants a great deal. But if he does get given some money, I think you know we can go into the transfer market now and say look we finished the top ten in the Premier League. Rafa Benitez as manager. We've got a, a really high average attendance come and play for Newcastle. And that game yesterday was just a great advert for what Newcastle could be. Uh, we said it time and time again before that we, we can be challenging at the top end of the league again, maybe not in top six, but definitely, you know, for the European spots. And, and yesterday showed that. I just, we just, I just hope Mike Ashley doesn't, doesn't let it slip through his fingers yet again. Yeah, that's a good point about the championship squad because I think even I thought that at the start of the season, but as you pointed out, I mean, you saw a lot of development from like Lascelles and, and, uh, John Joe Shelby, as you mentioned, Ayo's Perez came on late in the season. Um, Dwight Gale still maybe not the business up front, but we can get to that in a little bit. Uh, as we look at the season on the whole, what were some of the highlights and lowlights uh, from the Newcastle season? You did mention there uh, some of your high-profile wins. Yeah, so it, it started off quite well. I think uh, you know after the Spurs game, we we I think we won. Uh, we lost to Huddersfield as well. It was, it was a poor start, but then we won four in a row to sort of lift us out of the the you know the relegation fight immediately um it gave us a little bit of breathing space and i think we needed that 
Um, so, you know, starting off with 12 points is a decent start. And and, and then around November, LaSalle's got injured. I think the stats with and, uh, with and without him and the team are incredible. We, we can see very few with him. And without him, I think it was over averaging over three again, so it just shows his importance. So that, that was a really poor run. It was around that time that, you know, a lot of people were talking about potential relegation uh, and that Rafa didn't des- didn't deserve all, all the, like, the love he got from the supporters. He wasn't all that. He wasn't doing great things as the squad. But... They really bounced back from that. And I think the turning point was that uh, on Boxing Day, we played, or I think it was just before Boxing Day, it was, it was the game before Boxing Day, we played West Ham away. And, and we'd, you know, gone those nine matches, only taken one point. And we went to the London Stadium. Admittedly, West Ham aren't, weren't the best team this season, but we went there, scored three goals, you know, played really good counter-attacking football. And it was it was a turning point. You know, it was important that we got that because the next game is Manchester City. So, you know, if you go, if, if we'd have lost against West Ham or taken a point and then lost to City, that would have been 11 matches. So that was such an important win, that one against West Ham. And, and it and from there, we we didn't really lose many more matches uh, until we were pretty much safe and maybe we let our foot off the gas. So I think that was a big turning point. The Manchester United game was also a big game, uh, match at home. Uh, we moved into the relegation zone, I think, just before that one. Uh, the game early, I think it was Huddersfield had won and, and moved above us, putting us in the bottom three. But we beat Manchester United at home, such a big performance We with really good value for those three points. Then after that, we didn't really look back and I think we, we really earned our spot in the Premier League. And a 10th place finish, you know, would I, would, I didn't expect that at the start of the season. I thought we'd be safe, but I thought it'd be a lot closer. And it was a bit of a weird league, the fact we finished 10th. But it, I think sometimes that, you know, it, there weren't a great deal of good teams outside outside of Burnley. But, you know, we got 10th place finish and hopefully we can build on that. So, uh, yeah, definitely the two important games for me were probably that West Ham and, and Manchester, Manchester United wins. They were both huge. Uh, obviously, the downside from it, the outside looking in surely would have seemed like that January period where even on the show you were saying you were worried about relegation and that you hadn't been uh, strengthening the squad at all. Uh, was was that the the lowest point for you this year? Yeah, yeah, maybe we had a few winnable games around there. I think we had Swansea and uh, Brighton that we we dropped points, and Burnley we dropped points. So it was it was a weird period where we weren't losing matches, but we we weren't really progressing, and we're still like sort of stuck in those 16th, 17th positions, and there wasn't much going on on the transfer window front. But looking back at that window now, it looks like Newcastle had one of the better windows. And it's probably those deals that really pushed the safety. Dubravka's done really, really well since coming in. Hope it, there's some talk he could get signed as early as, as the end of the week. So that would be really, really good if we did manage to get that one done. Four million, I think the uh, the fee is, which isn't at all bad in this market. I think he's he's shown himself to be one of the better Premier League keepers over the second half of the season. I think he's done really, really well. And, and considering he's come from relatively nowhere, you know, it, it shows the... The value that could still be found in the transfer market. Kennedy came in on loan and we wanted him in the summer. Didn't get him. It didn't go through for one reason or another. Got him in January and he's done really, really well. Uh, and he's a player I'd like to see stay at New, uh, Newcastle as well. He's a really good sign. He, he brought a bit of quality, a bit of bit of flair to our, to our attack that was definitely lacking during the first half season. And then Slimani as well. He, he had a couple of moments, but ultimately would be remembered as a bit of a failure at Newcastle. Didn't score. Uh, got, got a ban really stupidly. But I think him coming in really did push Gale on. Yes, he may not have scored the goals, but his movement, his, his overall play was really, really good. So, yes, Gale was maybe a little bit of a disappointment, but I think he did really contribute, and that was that was if impacted by the Smarney signing. So I think, I think on the whole, January was a frustrating month, but we did get the business done that we needed to get done. So, and I think that was a a major, a major month in our in our survival. I think if we didn't get those players in, I'm not sure we would have 
would have finished as high. We definitely wouldn't have finished as high, and we might have even been in a bit of bit of trouble at the bottom. But those three players came in and and sort of did. They all contributed in their own way. Although Samani didn't quite live up to, to how good people thought he would be. But the other two really good signings. I hope they you know both return next season. Yeah, Slomani was a weird one. I mean, you signed him injured, didn't play like the first four. Then when he could finally come back, it was the Leicester match, which he also couldn't play. Um, and then he picks up the band. So uh, didn't exactly cover himself in glory. But uh, uh, like you said, Kennedy and Dubrovka, obviously very, very impactful in your season. Do you think the success of those transfers may make Mike Ashley uh, kind of open his purse strings? Also, you mentioned in the intro there um, that you really feel like uh, Benitez needs to be offered uh, a little support there in the transfer window. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I think last season he had a bit of an excuse where there was this takeover stuff. Um, we were relegated. Uh, we were a relegated team that did impact our finances. We did have the Premier League money coming in, so there there was. I think Benitez maybe maybe put up with it because there was reasons, but there's no reason not to spend this summer. We've got the Premier League money coming in. Um, I think you know that's about 100 million. So if, there's no reason why he shouldn't be given a good 50, 60, 70 million. I don't think he's asking for the world. He's not asking for a ridiculous amount. He just wants to spend what he thinks Newcastle are earning. And I think if he's given that, if he's given, say, 60 million um, to bring in three or four players, I don't think we need a great deal. Of course, of course, I'd like to see us uh, improve all across the pitch. But I think three or four signings in good positions would really just push the rest of the team on because we've got a young squad and they've all been improving. So I think, I think Benitez... It wouldn't take a lot to get him to stay. It'd just be interesting to see if whether Ashley would do that or not. I I can't see a reason why he wouldn't. It seems a little bit counterproductive to get rid of a manager that's massively overperforming just to save a few quid because it ultimately would lead us, you know, regressing down the table again. Um, and with Benitez, if if he's given that money, if he's given that opportunity to strengthen, if he finished tenth of this squad now, in a year's time with three or four quality additions. There's no reason why we can't be challenging higher. I, I just think he's such a good manager. Uh, and he's a good manager for Ashley, really, because if, if Ashley doesn't want to spend the big money, if he wants to, the club to sort of sustain itself, then it's better to invest in your manager than, than play in staff. I think I think Benitez has proven that he can find value. Debravko Kennedy, we spoke about. They're only loans, but they're both really good signings. Um, Marino in the first half season was really, really good. I'm not sure what happened to him, uh, whether he stays for another season, I'm not sure. But he, he showed he had quality. And uh, and there was a, a few others as well. Lejeune really came on. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that... Um, he is given some money. I don't think I don't think we'll be spending loads and loads, but I think we should be spending what what sort of like West Ham, Bournemouth, Crystal Palace are spending. We should be spending that sort of money. Uh, there's no really excuse not to. Yeah, uh, obviously the media always wants to drag speculation in about Rafa Benitez. To me, it seems like he's definitely going to be staying. I assume you get that feeling as well. Um, I'm not that confident. I'm not. I'm not saying it. I definitely think he's going to stay. I, I think it's more likely than not. I think he wants to stay with Newcastle, and he'd accept a lot less from Newcastle than he would from other clubs. So I, I, I think it's more likely than not. He's got another year on his contract. I think the really interesting time will be next summer if Mike Ashley's still at the club. That will be the interesting one if we can get him to sign a new contract or not. I think that a lot will depend on this summer uh, if he's given money, if he's given the chance to sign the players he wants to sign. Because the thing about Benitez, he will have players lined up now he will know which players he wants he, he would have been talking to them he would have been lining up deals he did it last summer uh tammy abraham was one he lined up and it just didn't get done because mike Ashley wouldn't wouldn't pay sort of the loan fee you just need to let it let benitez line up these deals get them done early just get him happy get him signed onto a new contract that's what we need to do i think if you ask me now do i think he's going to stay i i think he is but 
he it's a difficult one i think it's not as certain as a manager of other clubs because he he is so we are lucky to have him and, and he knows that he can play that card so it'll be interesting he, he's dealt that i'd say the last window was a successful one we gave him what he needed without spending the sort of big money that that mike ashley doesn't really want to spend i think the few before that didn't go as what well, didn't go too well and i think if we have another bad one this summer i think it probably rule benitez out of staying long term i think this one's a massive window for us we need to just need to give him a, a good budget, let him go and do what he needs to do and and just give him full control over those deals. We don't need... Mm. The, the problem with Newcastle in the past is we, there's been too many people having a say. It's been a very slow process in, in getting deals done. We just need to let Benitez do it. He's he's more than earned the opportunity now so, and we just need to let him go about his business. So. Uh, you said he should be kind of given full reins. What would you like to see him do in the summer window? I think the first thing needs to, to be, be get the Bravco in. I think that's that's one that's pretty much nailed on and I think that would be a good way to start the window because there's nothing worse than going four, five, six weeks without signing a player, it gets the fan base you know, the nerves build among the fan base Um, speculation grows about about different things it's not it's not what you want get an early deal uh done quick and i think depravco will be that i'd like to see kennedy signed but i'd understand if he wasn't um i think we need to sign a striker we really do need to sign a top quality striker i wouldn't mind if half of our budget went on a striker broke our transfer record i think that's really really needed uh, our top score was perez i think he got seven or eight he didn't it wasn't a great amount and a lot of those came in the sort of the last few months uh, i think we need a quality striker we probably need um Maybe need a better left back. I, I like Dummett for what he does, but and a more attacking option there just to rotate, um, and maybe another centre back as well. I just, I, I, I'm not. There's not in many positions that scream out to me that we need to strengthen. Um, if Marino goes, maybe a central midfielder, but the main one has to be a striker and getting Debravka done. If those two get done, I think any other business is it's it, it will be we will need other business, of course. But I think those are the two priority positions: goalkeeper and striker. I think the goalkeeper we've already got the player we want there, but the striker is going to be the big one. We haven't signed sort of a a top tier striker for a long time, probably not since we had. I think the, we, the strike problem has been uh, the striking position has been a problem since Denver Bar left. I don't think we've ever really got anybody better than that. And I think it's important that we we, we resolve that this summer if we spend big uh, names that really stick out. Uh, I've seen Christian Benteke sort of uh, talk. I've seen uh, speculation about him leaving Palace. Maybe yes, he hasn't had a great season, but I think he'd be quite a good fit for this Newcastle team. So somebody that that ilk, maybe mm. not the best example. I, I don't have I don't have players jumping out of my mind but somebody like a Benteke um would would be quite a quite a good start I think I could offer you a Lorente and a Janssen (laughs) I would have taken Janssen two years ago but I don't think I would now (laughs) fair enough uh anybody you you see kind of edging their way near the exit door yeah I wouldn't be surprised to see Marino go I think it'd be disappointing if he did because I think he's got a lot of talent but just sort of just gone off the rails forever it's one of those ones that I can't explain and it might be he had a bit of a back injury maybe that that held him back it might be something personal it might be that he's not happy in England you know you, you don't always know what's going on in these players minds but he was really good for for a period and then he just wasn't and it's very difficult to explain so I wouldn't be surprised to see him go um wouldn't be surprised to see Gale go to be honest to another championship club I've seen Stoke linked recently and that would probably be a good move for him I think he can do a good job in the Premier League but he's he's, he's so much better in the championship it's it, it, that his game is more suited to it, so I won't be surprised to see him go. Um, I wouldn't expect to see any players that 
that I'd I'd want to keep go. I don't see Shelby going. I don't really see Lascelles going yet. I think he's quite happy being captain. Um, Mitrovic probably is going to go, but I, I think there'll be a few a, a few players going. But say if we sold Mitrovic and 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 Gale, you know, that's a good. We'd probably get a good thirty million for those two from championship clubs or or maybe a a, a foreign club for Mitrovic. I, th- I think, and with that thirty million and the pl- and the money we've got uh, coming in for the Premier League, you know, that's a lot of a lot of money to spend. And I think, say if we sold Mitrovic and Gale and, and got a third, say we brought in thirty million, we spend that on one player. You know that that's something that we mm. can look to do. I, th- I think, um, especially when Mitrovic has not actually been at the club for for half a season, it wouldn't be like we're losing two players. So I wouldn't be surprised if if something like that happened. Um, I think Hosselu is is a fine squad play, fits into Benitez's style quite well, and we've got Perez sort of sort of coming up. Uh, and maybe we, I I wouldn't be surprised to sign two strikers, but I think one might be of a of a lower caliber than the other. Let's say. Yep, fair enough. Um, and then as we head into 2018-19, what are you expecting from Newcastle? You mentioned earlier that you would like to stay in the top 10, maybe push up to, to the edge of that uh, top six. I mean, everybody, everybody wants to push into the top six. It just seems pretty locked at the moment. Uh, but what are you looking forward to next year? So, so I think it's quite simple what I want. And, and Benitez spoke about it in his, his, just before we played Chelsea. He said, I, I want to make Newcastle a top 10 team and I don't want it to be like this season where it's felt like we sort of stumbled our way into the top 10. We don't want to be doing that again. We want to be finishing there on merit and and come across as one of the best teams outside of that top six. So I think that's definitely an aim if, if we spend well and recruit well and keep Benitez. That's, a, that's a, a really achievable aim. I'd also like us to go deep in a cup. I, I'd like a trip to Wembley, whether that would be a semi-final of the FA Cup or a final. That would be really... I, Newcastle have n- not had one of those for a long time. So I think that has to be... And I think that's probably Benitez's main aim for what he wants to do with Newcastle, probably to win a cup. We haven't done it in so long. And I think that's got to be the target. It's got to be finishing the top 10 and go deep in one of the cups. And and I can't see a reason why we can't do that. This squad's developed a lot. We're a lot better than we were a year ago. And if we can sign sort of four or five quality players and and really improve that that squad, because by signing players, you you improve the ones already there. We saw that with Gail and and Somani. It's it's, it's all a process. and, And I think... That's what we got to do. We got to try and you know set ourselves up to, for next season to start the season with a lot of momentum, and and to to finish in the top ten and, and go deep in the cup. I, I think that's got to be the aim. Yeah, I think it would be good for uh, Newcastle to make it deep in one of the cup competitions. Uh, also, I, I think it's really interesting you're talking of like needing to to spend under Benitez because at the other end of the table we're kind of feeling the same way. Pachi even came out and basically said he needs to be backed. Uh, if Tottenham can can kind of break out of this current mold we're in, that he's basically taken us as far as he can uh, with the current squad. Do you kind of feel that's the same with Benitez? Yeah, I think he's got every everything out of this squad. I don't think he'd, he could achieve better than a 10th yeah. place finish with, with the place we've got. So we need to strengthen. Yeah, agreed. Uh, cool. Well, if you'd like to tell the folks uh, where they could reach you, now would be a good time. You can get me on Twitter at Jake Jackman with two N's. I for EPL Index and the boot room, so check both those out. And and thanks for listening all season. I guess to all my moans about Newcastle, got got to chuck a thank you in now at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, well, it's obviously been a pleasure having you on, even when you are a bit worried. But uh, glad to see you uh, in the top ten. And it's just good having Newcastle back up in the Premier League. Oh, uh, right before we exit, sorry, I, I meant to ask this earlier. Do you take any pride in the fact that all three Championship sides stayed up, or or d- does that not really matter to you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. For for me, I think it's. It's a really good sign, especially where the money in the Premier League, it's, it's 
it's so much bigger than what's on offer in the championship that it's it's a huge achievement for all three staying up. I think it's the first time that it's happened in a while. I think it's only happened. This is the third time it's happened in the history of the league. So, so I, I'm I'm very happy. I'm not surprised. I said at the start of the season, I thought all three promoted clubs would do well. I thought maybe one of them would go down, but it wouldn't be an embarrassing sort of relegation. But no, they've they've all stayed up. They've all done really well. Not sure it'll be the same case next year, but I've I've you know I had a good feeling about all three clubs going into the season, and, and I'm not overly surprised to see them all staying up. It's just it shows. See, it's a warning to Mike Ashley, but again, even though we're one of those three promoted clubs now, they look at the teams at the bottom, they're teams that sort of stagnated and, and wasted resources, made poor managerial appointments, and, and it just led to, to a, a year of turmoil and relegation for three of them. Southampton were lucky this time, but it, it's a warning that if you sort of just go through the motions in this league, you will be punished for it. For sure. Uh, also, uh, yeah. So a little, a little extra exit <laughs> topic there for people that uh, stayed through the R of Wars. Uh, Jake, absolute pleasure having you on all season. Thanks so much for coming on today, and I'm sure we'll speak soon. 